The holy season of Lent usually begins with the story of the devil's temptation of Jesus. And it goes like this. Right before Jesus could begin the ministry that was going to change the world, right after his baptism, he is tested. His humanity is tested. All of ours at some point has been, and it will be. So hear the story of Jesus. Then the Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness so that the devil might tempt him. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was starving. The tempter came to him and said, Since you are God's son, command these stones to become bread. Jesus replied, It's written, people won't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. After that, the devil brought him into the holy city and stood him at the highest point of the temple. He said to him, since you are God's son, throw yourself down, for it is written, I will command my angels concerning you, and they will take you up in their hands that you won't hit your foot on a stone. Jesus replied, Again it's written, Don't test the Lord your God. Then the devil brought him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. He said, I'll give you all these if you bow down and worship me. Jesus responded, Go away, Satan, because it's written, you will worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The devil left him and angels came and took care of him. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need God to understand what it's like to struggle with evil, with temptation. This is a story of Jesus as a resistor. It's a story of Jesus resisting evil and temptation, not being above it. That's not the story at all, but actually struggling to make choices in this life. Because the truth is it's not easy, not for any of us. And if you are actually committed to living your life in Jesus' way, with his values becoming your values, it's not easy. Way too often, the temptation to look for love in things that give temporary satisfaction, those, those empty highs, maybe even sports, you know, it's however that looks to you, to, to look for those things that give you those temporary highs. And yeah, it's also, it, it's also the physical stuff. People look for things to numb themselves to pain. Maybe that's working too much, overeating, excessive screen time, substance abuse, pornography. It's all very common, very common. You know that. The Apostle Paul put it like this. He said, you have faced no temptation that isn't common for people. There's nothing new under the sun. 
And maybe you're a person, you, you don't posit a devil, the, the devil, an evil force behind temptation. And even so, you've got to admit, there, temptation has a hold on us as human beings. And it's got its talons closed tight. So you think about how Jesus is tempted. Food, security, and power. Now food, it, it's all that stuff that tries to fill a, a hunger, a hole inside of us. Now for overeaters like me, it can be a coping mechanism for excessive stress. You overeat. For some, drinking numbs trauma. There's a, there's a million ways that this temptation works in the world. And everyone, everyone has their thing. What's yours? Now don't blurt it out. Don't, don't blurt it out. But can you, can you name it for yourself? Because the scariest thing for me is when someone can't name theirs. Lord have mercy on them. And then there's security. What will we do to gain a sense of security in this world? We're asking that a lot this week. Guns, lots of guns. And how's that working out for us? After a week like this, are more guns the answer? Or how about money? How often are we sold that if we just have more money, we can secure our future? There's a lot, of, a lot of companies out there, they advertise themselves that, you know, you save for the future, you secure your future. There's a whole news industry also that tries to capitalize, that tries to make money on, make, on making people feel afraid so that you will spend for your security. A huge industry is funded largely by those who don't want you to feel secure. And then there's power, status. People are constantly tempted by their ego to do all sorts of things, to maybe to try to, a more prestigious job or to feel somehow like they're better than other people. Food, security, and power. Those are the three things are how, that's how Jesus was tempt tested. Now we usually start this, this 40 plus days of Lent with this story. Now traditionally, Lent, Lent, this is a time to reflect on your life, your choices. And how are you being tested at this point on your journey? And even more importantly, is there something is there something, is there some meaning, some purpose or satisfaction that you'd like more of in your life that other temptations are distracting you from? Can you name that? But the truth is, and I'm kind of curious, I'm going to do kind of a quick poll here. How many, how many people do Lent? That you've, it's kind of fallen out of fashion. How many of you have decided to do something to observe Lent? A few of us. It's, but let's be honest, Lent has kind of fallen out of fashion. So how about bringing it back this year? 
We're bringing Lent back. Um, how about using the weeks ahead, just, just a few weeks, as a, as a season, season of reflection and change? Now today, in your email, um, and also it's out on Facebook too, there's a journal. And it's a journal that is tied with the sermon series that we're going to be having here during Lent. And it's just designed for one day, for just a little bit of writing to help you reflect on this holy season in a transformative way. There's a tool right there that'll be, that'll be available for you right after worship. And I hope you'll use it. And, and all of that can start by learning a little bit from the master. Now, as Jesus spent those 40 days being tested, there are some important lessons that you can draw. And one is this. It's the power of scripture. So I'm going to be real with you. I want you to read and study scripture more. I know that, okay, from, from a pastor, that obviously that's not a huge shock to hear that. But I'm going to guess that most of you, that's not a practice that a lot of us have. And I want you to, to do more of that. And it isn't so that you can win a trivia contest, although it can help. But to understand the power that the Bible can have when you allow it to soak into your soul, into your bones... When you pray with its words and you don't even realize that you're doing it. There is a power to the study of scripture that, frankly, too many people dismiss it. They'll say things like, you can make the Bible say anything. And you know what? The devil can do that. Yes, that's true. But when you actually study it and it becomes part of who you are, that doesn't happen so much. When Jesus is being tested, when his body and his spiritual energy is low, when, you, when you're fasting, your body becomes weak really quickly. And it's words of scripture that come to him. Think about that. That help him resist. When he's fasting, fasting and so hungry, he is tempted to take power into his own hands and fill that hole to provide food for himself. And it's the words of scripture, particularly in this case, the book of Deuteronomy, that comes to him and strengthens him in that moment. What could it do for you? And when his security is threatened, when he's standing on that high precipice, and he is again tempted to use the power that has been placed into his own hands he responds again with scripture. In this case, Psalm 91. And when his ego is tempted with the power to become the Messiah, that like those Messiah that had come before him, and use that power to conquer the nation, nations that oppress his people, Jesus again, he turns to Torah, to scripture, the Bible, Deuteronomy again, to resist. It's Black History Month. How many brave black people have turned to scripture for their encouragement and strength in their struggle over centuries? Generational strength. And that is not an accident. 
There is power in the practice of learning the scriptures. Ask anybody in the Thursday Bible study. And along with the, with the knowledge of scripture, it's also to grow your connection to the living spirit of God. I feel like I haven't encouraged this enough. And I haven't encouraged people often to have those spiritual disciplines in their life of prayer, of meditation and fasting, things that I do, but I don't, I don't encourage people all the time to do it for themselves. And this morning I was asking people, I said, how many of you have fasted? Many people, how many people in this room have ever observed a fast? Some, oh yeah, good for you. I mean, it's, that is a powerful and ancient spiritual practice. There are these rich practices that we have that are in our scriptures that have, that have helped people for literally centuries grow their connection to the living presence of God, to feel it inside of them, to discern what it's speaking. And it's that power and that presence that give you power to resist evil in this world. Jesus fasted. And it's in your resistance to evil that you find a deeper connection with God. The Apostle Paul knew how important this is. And he encouraged people. He encouraged people to develop the spiritual power to fight evil. He put it like this. He said, the weapons that we fight with aren't human. It's not guns, it's spears. But instead, they're powered by God, the word of God. And so he said, don't be conformed to the patterns and the way that this world works. But be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good, what is pleasing, and what is mature. And it isn't magic. The deeper spiritual connection is something that you develop with practice, like anything in life. You want to get good at it? Practice it. And it works. So truly, I so want you to take this season of Lent that we're beginning this week and use it to transform your life in some way. Because there are times when you're tested. Maybe that's for you, that's right now. Maybe you are walking through a test right now. And when those times come, I want you to have the tools to resist the temptations that could hurt you, destroy you even. Looking to Jesus in the scriptures today, you've seen, you've heard how the power of scripture and spiritual um, practices like fasting helped him to resist. Learn from the master. Learn from Christ. Make his way of living, his practices, your practices. I want you to know deeply God's love so that you may live this life fully and abundantly. The way of love that Jesus wants all people to live. 
So will you join me in this holy season of Lent to bring back this transformative time for yourself, please? And now it seems only right to pray through Scripture, as Jesus did. Will you pray with me words inspired by the 32nd Psalm? The one whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered over, is truly happy. The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty, in whose spirit there is no dishonesty, that one is truly happy. When I kept quiet, my body wasted away. My energy was sapped as if in a summer drought. So Lord, I admitted my sin to you. I, I didn't conceal my shame. Then God removed my shame. God, you are my secret hideout. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of rescue. Faithful love surrounds the one who trusts God. Amen. May our energy, our safety, and our love flow from God as a blessing. Will you stand and join me in praying the hymn, Blessed Assurance? Let's do it together. Please rise. Thank you.